32. Genesis chapter 32. If you need to be saved, today is the day of salvation. You know you need to be saved. And nobody can tell you. It's between you and God. And if you need to be saved, get saved today. And uh, it'll be the best decision you'll ever make. The most important decision you'll ever make. The day. And when he's against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him, and Pray thee thy name. He said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over the sun arose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew shrank, which is upon the hollow unto this day because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew that shrank. I'm going to ask a couple men to pray this morning. I'm going to see you. Brother Tripp, am I needing new batteries? Is that what it is? Am I good? All right. Go ahead and pray, Brother Anthony, and uh, then Brother Nathan. Then we can have a seat. have a seat. I'm not going to preach what I preached Wednesday, but I'm going to give you a brief summary for those that wasn't here Wednesday, and uh, I, uh, I kid all the time. I know you're going to get tired of this, but you are allowed to eat 
uh, Chinese more than once a month. And uh, it's all right to hear this again. Maybe it needs to be imprinted and, and, and pounded in us a little bit more. Um, but uh, I, I want you to see where Jacob's at. Uh, Jacob has spent his whole life doing things his own way. Jacob has spent his whole life being sneaky. And he has been deceptive even at times. Jacob has learned, uh, would we say maybe the best term, survival of the fittest. Jacob has learned to survive. But here's the thing, Jacob is going to meet God one day. And that's what we find in chapter 32, is that Jacob meets with the Lord. And it's time that Jacob makes a decision what he wants. You say, what do you mean by that, brother Seth? God may let you do things your own way. But there's going to be a day that He's going to confront you and I. And it's going to either, it's either going to be good in your life or it's going to be bad. And can I go off record and go ahead and say that you can make the decision you don't want to serve God? You can. You can make the decision that you don't want to be saved. But I'm still glad God wants to meet with us. And I told you last Wednesday that, that, you know, we could apply this if you're a sinner. He's going to come by your way and He's going to confront you. That's what the Bible says. Think about it. Jesus comes by. We believe this is Jesus in chapter 32. And He wrestles Jacob. He's wrestling with your heart. And you have a decision to make. Maybe somebody in here, you're... And the truth is, it ain't gotten you anywhere. You ever done something? I mean, you... I, I was... Uh, me, Anthony, and, and Josh went skiing. Uh, Josh Jenkins went skiing out in Montana uh, a couple years ago. And I decided I was pretty good at skiing, but I was not good at snowboarding. And I remember... We were getting good at skiing. I felt pretty confident. I didn't have a choice. Anthony tricked me. He was acting like Jacob. We got on a forklift and he deceived me. He said, not a forklift, it was a ski lift. I'm sorry. Got on a ski lift and they, they, they colored them. Like if green, it means it's safe, it's bunny slope. You know, we decided, Anthony, are you sure it stops right there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't worry about that. And then we start seeing people, this is for real, it's ski lifts. And I learned how to ski, I may have failed 45 times. And it may have taken two and a half hours to get down that mountain. But I promise you one thing, I learned how to ski. Because we already learned how to ski, why not try something else? And I got on that snowboard and I went down one little trail. I'm soon finding out. I just need to take these things off and walk down the mountain. Why? Because I wasn't getting nowhere. Alright. Let's take this person. You've been trying to fix everything in your life. And the truth is, you have been stressing yourself out and you ain't got the strength. And God loves you so much, He's going to wrestle with you and He's going to confront you. That's what He's doing. And I, I'm, I'm done with the the Jacob, the Jacob, I told you, I preached on Jacob's wrestle last Wednesday. And what Jesus did was He came by, He said, outcome. It's the same. Isn't it crazy how we, we hate the things that we do sometimes? 
and yet we, we don't hate it enough to change anything. We'll come down to these altars and say, God, help me, help me, help me. He was running from his brother Esau who had that God will come to our lowest valley sometimes. Just remember that He can still help us in the high tops. He can still help us in the valley low. He's God and I thank God that He is. And He came by Jacob's way. Alright, y'all ready for this? I, I ain't going to preach anymore on Jacob's wrestling match, whatever you want to call it. But I want to preach this morning on Jacob's wound. It says in verse 25, it says, And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, look at this, the Bible says he touched with him Jacob's wound. He's going to have to break something. He's going to have to pop something out of joint. He's going to... You're never going to see Christ. Never. The devil doesn't want you to see Christ. Isn't it the world philosophy in day's time, in the day and time that we live in? You can do this. There's nothing that you cannot do that you can't, that you, if you, he was wrestling with Jacob, he had to break him. And that's when a lot of people quit. They don't mind church, but until you start preaching to them, they say, I don't want that. But if you just hang on for just a little bit, can we uh, all agree that God is God and don't we know that His way is perfect? That's what Psalm, 1, or Psalm 18 says, that His ways are perfect. And if you just hold on for just a little bit, you'll find that God is trying to do a big work in your life. But He's going to have to break that. That bone. Notice he didn't break the finger. Broke the finger. Maybe he could have fixed that. Maybe broke another bone. I don't want anything broken. But I promise you, there's many other bones I'd rather have broken than that hip bone. But God knew what to do. And I want you to know about Jacob's wound is it was forever. What God did that day, what Jesus did, what God did, what He did to Jacob that day, Jacob will never be the same. Maybe somebody's testimony in here this morning is you were doing things your own way. Getting you anywhere. You were trying to, trying to, like I said just a little while ago, you were trying to snowboard down a hill and you just kept falling and falling and you tried to do things in your own power. I remember as I was going down, I'm not trying to go back to that story, but I, I remember somebody rode by me and said, hey, you're supposed to ride on that. I said, I'm going to throw that thing at you. <laughs> I tried to hit him in the head. <laughs> I didn't really. If I could have, I would have. But, you try and do things your own way. But then God comes by and He breaks something out of joint. 
I love that song. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. That song's been a special song to me. I know what it's like to think I'm big enough. I know what it's like to think I've got this. But then one day, I realized I wasn't getting nowhere, Levi. The process. I mean, Lord, you're going to break me. I'm going to do something to you, Seth, that will change your life forever. Hey, Romans says, for all things work together for good to them that love God. Can I testify? I'd say most of everybody in here would know my testimony. But I was 18 years old. And I was doing things my own way. I was saved. If you've ever been saved, you don't have to be saved again. I was backslid. I knew I was running from God. He was calling me to preach. But 18 years old, I was tired of running. I was tired of living in the misery and living in sin. I knew God was good. I knew the truth. I knew the Bible was true. I knew Jesus really did die for my sins. I really knew that the best way of living is living for Him. And But I, I remember I loved my sin so much and God, many nights by myself, He'd wrestle with my soul. And one night, I remember one day, I said, God, if You'll help me, I will give my life to You. And I moved down here to Augusta, about four hours away from my hometown. And I had money when I was back in my hometown. I had about three vehicles. I had this and I had that. You know what God did? He took everything, what it seemed like, out of my life. And that wasn't how I had it planned. I thought, I'm just being honest with you, I thought surely God would bless me right away. And He was. But not to my expectation. Surely if I get my life to the Lord and, and serve Him, He's going to bless my finances. He's going to bless me with whatever it is. Bless me. And it seemed like God just started taking things out of my life. He started breaking me. I remember my car... It had 103,000 miles on it and the motor blew. I remember, I remember I had a bunch of friends and then I'd sit in that lonely place where I was renting by myself. And I thought to myself, God, this is not what I had planned. This is not a sad story this morning. I'm not telling you a sad story, but what I am trying to tell you is the Bible said He had to break Jacob. And a lot of people quit about that time God starts breaking you. But if you'll trust the process, you don't even have to trust the process this morning. If you just trust God, you'll find out that His ways are so much better. He gives life and gives it more abundantly. And ten years later, 
I'm not rich by any means. I ain't got what 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 the world would call uh, 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 wonderful and this and that. But I want to tell you something tonight or today that I am so thankful for what God's put in my life. I'm so thankful for what God's taken out of my life. I can look back through the years and say God was working. And I can testify this morning and thank God that He saved me. But not only saved me, He changed my life. And if you just trust Him, He's going to change your life. And you know what He's going to try to make you look like? Jesus Christ. In order for that, He's got to break you though. So I want you to see this. When He touches you, it is forever. Can we go to Hebrews just for a second? Hebrews, I want you to see this. It may take me just a second to get there. I didn't have it um, marked. I couldn't find those sticky notes. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm here. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 21. It says, By faith, Jacob, do things on your own. Jacob, I want you from here on out to trust your Lord and Savior. And in order for me to do that, I'm going to have to break your hip because you, you just... I'm not going to get into it this morning, but that staff is a picture of Jesus Christ. The best thing you could ever figure out is when you realize that He's all that you need. The problem with physically in your life, you can lean on Him. When you have spiritual battles, you can lean on Him. That's what He's going to have to do. Can we look at this next one? His touch was forever. Can I say this? I want you to understand all wars, the the white flag is a symbol of surrendering. It's always been as far back as we can look. When somebody raised the white flag on the other side of the battlefield, that meant I'm surrendering. That's what some people need to do this morning. You've never surrendered to Him. The Bible says in Romans, I believe, chapter 5, that we were enemies with God. An enemy of God. But you don't have to be. If you just raise that white flag and say, Lord, I give it all to You. I believe Jesus died for my sins. He'll save you. But... Some of you don't know the wrestling term. Since we're already talking about wrestling is submission. And that goes for the Christian. You don't, but now that you're living for the Lord, or now that you're living as a, now that you're a Christian, you know surrendering. The Bible says submit yourself. For unto God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And what we need to do this morning I want you to notice too, his touch was fervent. It says in verse 25, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. I thought about that. Sometimes I, when I look at the Bible, I try to think not also what, they, what, what we see in the Bible. See, we need to understand that God didn't beat Jacob. God did not punch Jacob. He didn't abuse him. 
what God does is fervent. What He does in your life will be out of compassion. Um, good dog. But I found when I found him, I actually found him at this church. Him and a few other dogs. And I just a good dog um, until he started chewing on my brand spanking new mower seat. And then he was a bad dog. And, uh, and I, I remember I'd go to whoop him. Clubs in the backyard, and he just took off. And that goes for a child, that goes for animals. There's a right way of doing things, and there's also a wrong way of doing things. And, uh, and, and no as love in your life. And that's what he was doing for Jacob. Jacob, I'm going to break something. But I'm just going to do it with a touch. I'm not even going to do it out of anger. What he's doing is he's he's going to break he's he's going to break Jacob and what he's going to do for you and I is he's going to break you and you're going to thank God's being mean to you. We'll get to my next point and I it'll help clear some things, but he's not being mean to you. He's trying to save you. The devil wants to ruin your life. The devil wants to take everything good in your life and squander it. The devil wants you dead. And God wants to save you. So He's going to come by and He's going to touch you. And His touch is going to break it. But like I just preached, You'll never be the same and you'll learn to lean on Him. I, uh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was a little kid. I, I had this bad splinter. Some of you parents understand. Um, kids go crazy when the daddy pulls out a knife. I got it. <laughs> And I remember, I said, Daddy, no, no, Daddy, no, no. He said, I got it, boy. I said, Daddy, let me do it. <laughs> and I remember, though, that, that splinter needed to get out of my life. It was big. And uh, I remember he got that knife out, and he went to go take it, and he took it out. And I, I just thought about that for just a moment. That's how our Lord is. He's not trying to abuse us. He knows what needs out of your life and He knows what needs to be put in your life. You may not, you may not, we ought to, the Bible says in everything give thanks, but you may not be so grateful today. But just wait. Just wait. I got one more illustration. I uh, I thought about it. I was thinking about the touch of the Lord's hand and how it fixes. And I started thinking about all I've broken with my own, own hands. Things that I just I, I was trying to fix, Brother Jeffrey, just couldn't fix. I remember I was um, about 17 and um, 
I was trying to, I wanted to, I bought a, a nice CD player for my truck. I had this truck, I loved it. I wanted a cool CD player to go in there. And back in them days, well, I, mean, I know I'm not old, but back in them days, still, it wasn't touchscreen. It was one of those, it like lit up red or you could get blue. And I thought it was so cool. And I remember, um, I remember I paid good money for a CD player. And I had a friend, he came, he, he came over one day and, he, and I was telling him about that CD player, telling him how I'm going to take it to the shop to get it fixed. And he said, no, he said, Seth, he said, don't, don't take that to the shop. He said, I can fix it, man. He said, I'll actually fix it for free. I said, no, no, no. I said, okay. He put that CD player in. He started connecting everything. And I turned on the truck. And I turned on the CD player. And you wouldn't believe what turned on. My windshield wipers. My, my, my headlights. Everything but the CD player. I had to press the horn to turn it to another channel. <laughs> it was messed up. I thought, my goodness, what a mess. You know, I took it to that radio place. They charged me about $200 after it was all said and done. They said, hey, this would have cost you $40, but you messed with it all. And so now it's going to cost you $200. So ill about that. What well, should have been so cheap, but we, we like to mess things up. You'd be better off leaving it to God to fix your family. You'd be better off leaving it to God to fix your home, your life, your finances, your friendships, whatever it is. I'm just saying words that start with F now. Anything in your life. <laughs> it's a preacher in me. I got one more and then I'm done. His touch was forever. His touch was fervent. But also, I want you to hear me and I'm done. It was a fearful touch. We better remember He's God. You better not play games with God. He is to be feared. God loves you so much. If you want to live in sin, He can wipe you off this earth. I'm serious. He loves you. If you're saved, He loves you. If you're not going to give your life to Him, He may let you live it in misery for the rest of your life. Or He may let you just come on home. I ain't trying to scare you. But we ought to have a fear. Fear is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. But if you're, if you're lost today, He's came by your way. He said, hey, you need to put your trust in Jesus Christ and I'll save you. And He wants to save you this morning. But you can make that choice. And He's been wrestling with you. 
I've heard so many testimonies of people coming here and they heard the gospel and they walked out them doors and they said they said to our pastor, they said, I couldn't get I couldn't get away from them, preacher. What you preached Sunday morning went with me Monday to work and Tuesday and Wednesday. And then they come back Wednesday and God starts working in their heart again. And then they leave. And then finally they said, I'm done running. What's what's God doing? He's wrestling with your soul. He's trying to save you. Fearful. Because He's trying to work in your life. And the best thing you and I can do is get out of the way. God, the story did not end. I don't like it, but I sure do love you. And I trust you. The best thing I can ever do is just give our lives to Him. Let's all stand. I want to ask you a question. Two questions this morning. The most important question you'll ever be asked. Have you surrendered to Jesus Christ? Around these altars, if